Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a voice cast head-to-head, -head, where we take a look at two versions of your favorite animated series and figure out which voice cast is the best. I'm your host Justin, and with me is Will. Not my favorite, but definitely a favorite of yours and something part of my proving grounds as a starting anime fan. Now, I don't know how much of a fan you were, but back in the day, I loved One Piece so much. I was pretty okay with One Piece, but I watched it because it was the thing all my friends were watching, and I had a little bit of interest because pirates are cool, and when you're an elementary school kid, pirates are cool. And anime is cool because it's on the cartoons networks. Yeah, but the one thing is it was four kids. And no one likes the four kids version. I love four kids. It gave us the best Eggman and the really good Sonic. Yeah, but for some reason, people really like to shit on four kids one piece. Understandably so, but I don't think it's a... No, no, they just overall like to shit on American dubs. That's the thing. When the American dubs stop for a while and four kids have to transfer the rights over, people are like, we're not going to wait for this, we're just going to watch YouTube riffs from Japan. And even though the Japanese voice acting is sometimes abysmally terrible, then again, I think all Luffy's voice acting is terrible. Send, uh, send hate comments here. Justin, could you put up a picture of like a trash pin? This is a podcast, dude. I'll put it on the YouTube version. Yeah. So, what we're doing today is we are taking a look at the Straw Hats and comparing the voices of the 4Kids version and the Funimation version. And that is all the Straw Hats up until Robin because Frankie and Brooke obviously don't have 4Kids representation because the 4Kids version only got as far as finishing Alabasta. I thought they went to Skypea. No, they introduced the idea of it with the giant ship falling from the sky, but that's when the series ended. Because oh. of financial issues. Because four kids got folded. Yep. May they rest in peace. No, now they're just an angry, spiteful um, media presence that likes to flag everything that they don't like. That they had a dip, had their hands dipped in. Well, now that's Funimation too, I guess. Yeah. So, before we get started, I just want to tell you guys about another anime that I just finished up. Will, are you at all familiar with BNA, the new Trigger show? No. It's from the same director of Little Witch Academia. Ooh. Yeah, it was alright. It's humans and beastmen coexisting in the same world. There's all of the... There's furries. Yeah, there are the racist allegories that you would expect, so the beastmen pack their things and move to their own city which the main girl, who's human, gets transformed into this cute little tanuki girl and so decides to move to the city as well. It's alright, but there was one part that really is kind of eating at me, and that's she's kind of partnered up with the main character, who's a wolf guy. He's the very straight-laced, I hate humans, I want to protect all these, you know, that kind of stereotype. And the mayor explains that she met this guy... It was World War II. Back then, humans were experimenting on beastmen. They put us in concentration camps. And like, hold a fucking second there! Wait a minute. You can't <laughs> just... You can't just so, say that! So, 
and it just shows the bear in a jail cell in World War II. They're talking about the Holocaust here, and it was just for one scene. It's like, you can't just glance over a fucking furry anime Holocaust. What the fuck are you doing? This has officially beaten the, um, the weirdest way that I've seen the reason why beastmen and humans exist in a world. Before that, you know, you know Dragon Ball Kakarot? Yeah. There's a scene of a side quest that the reason why they were like beast people was because people were taking drugs and a side effect of the drug was it turned you into a beast person. And the mayor, who's a furry person thing, took the drugs. Okay. That furry holocaust just beat that. <laughs> I'm just surprised. Furry holocaust. Does that mean all the furries are Jews? Yeah, I mean... And for, so, it's very easy to compare this show to stuff like Zootopia, where it's like, okay, there's obviously racist categories here, but then you throw in the fucking Holocaust, and you're like, yeah, is is it also religious shit that there- There is religious shit in this show, because there's a whole band of occult that is a main focus of this show, and I'm just like- I just want to watch the cute Tanuki girl interact with the world and transform into other animals. It's <laughs> I get you're trying to be smart and political, but just fuck off, seriously. Ugh. Furry Holocaust. <laughs> Hashtag furry holocaust. Furry Holocaust. <laughs> Did no one on the writing staff be like, oh, we're uh, ex excuse me, we're doing a... What is with this furry holocaust here? It's like, it is my vision. It is what I deserve it to be. Anyway, enough of that shit. So, starting off, we got main star, the rubber man himself, Monkey D. Luffy, voiced by Erica Schroeder in the Four Kids version, and Colleen Clinkenbeard in the Funimation version. It's the same as sticking up for your dream, Kobe. You just gotta hang tough, no matter what. <sighs> well, now that I'm totally full, it's time to say my goodbyes. Nice meeting you, Kobe. Good luck with getting out of here. long ago that I'm gonna be king of the pirates. If I have to die fighting for that, then I die. Alright, now that my belly's full, I'm gonna go get me a brand new boat. They might even just give me one if I ask nice enough. Okay, I actually like Erica Schroeder. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Because when I hear Erica Schroeder, I hear a unique character. When I hear Colleen Clickenbeard, I hear Gotenks. And... I don't know if Schroeder gets any worse or it's just that the one voice clip that I'm showing you guys on the podcast here is a better representation of what she can do or not. But Schroeder has more control. She actually sounds like a guy. When I hear Clinky Beard doing Luffy, I just hear, oh, it's a woman screaming and losing her voice in order to voice this character. 
I like Clickenbeard, but I like Schroeder as Luffy. Me too. Point goes to four kids. Ronoa Zoro. Yeah, four kids, Mark DeRyson, and Funimation, Chris Sabat. Sabat. I'm a sword fighter, not a mercenary. And there isn't a thing I've done that I regret. <sighs> I'll survive no matter what. I don't need to join a crew to accomplish my goals. People can say whatever they want about me, but I've never done a single thing in my life that I regret. I will make it through this challenge, and after that I'll accomplish what I want. Mark Dreisen, one of my favorite voice actors. He Guts, was the man. voice. Yeah, he's the original voice of Gr Guts, but he also did a fuck ton of other four kids stuff. I like Guts when he's portraying a swordsman. Yeah, it's almost like Zora or Zola in this case is is kind of a little bit more of a development of this this is in both of these actors wheelhouses, which I really like. We got a pretty good matchup here actually. Mhm. Mm because you have someone as classic as Vegeta and Piccolo with with Chris Sabat and Guts as Mark Derison. I mean, it really is ideal casting both of them. I like Derison. He's less gravelly and more like I'm a no-nonsense fucker, but I also have a goofy side to me. When I hear Sabat, again, I get Piccolo vibes. I I don't hate Piccolo and I don't hate Goten. I no. love them, but I hate it when voice actors can't seem to separate. No, no, me neither. Um, and that is the thing. Sabbath does what he does well, but it is always the same shit. I mean, I bring up Steve Bloom again. I always bring up Steve Bloom. Man did Orochimaru, Giyoman, and Spike Spiegel. You listen to those three voices, they're not going to sound the same. Range. Chris Sabat, he just has that deep, looming hero voice. Or if he has a little gravel to it, he becomes Vegeta. Or Kuwabara. It's all the same, just... Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, All Might is just him talking. It is. I think whenever Sabat does... Whatever, who the fuck cares? Whenever he does one of those voices, he does it well, but it still is just the same shit. But also... Derison is boosted by the writing of the Four Kids version. Like, people shit on the puns and the dad jokes, but both me and Will love that shit. I love it. Yeah, like... <laughs> your attitude's the pit, and then Zolo says, Cherry, peach, or apricot? <laughs> <laughs> Cherry, peach, or apricot? It's fucking amazing. <laughs> God, I fucking love that. That's <laughs> my favorite. Uh, that point is goes to such a solid goddamn pun. Point goes to Derison. Point goes to Derison. Well, not to Fork, it's just Derison. Okay, I think now that anyone who's here expecting a Four Kids bloodbath is kind of seeing that, what the fuck are these guys talking about? I think we kind of have to now express our feelings about Four Kids One Piece just as a whole. I grew up with it. It was easily available to me. And I really, really liked it. Yeah, me too. Looking it at the censorship... See, One Piece... People take One Piece way too fucking serious. The show literally has a goofball who can extend his arms 
and fucking little reindeer dude turns into big reindeer Hulk mode dude. It's not fucking serious. And four kids does that well. Like, for example, Smoker, also known as Chaser in the four kids dub. In the four kids dub, Smoker didn't have any cigars in his mouth. So he just had this wide fucking grin and smoke (laughs) perpetually coming out of his mouth to the point to where when I was a kid, I thought he had like a superpower that involved smoke. And And he does. Yeah. So if the the guy's superpower is smoke, I would just expect him to breathe it normally. But when I see a bunch of fucking cigars in his mouth, like an entire grin's worth of cigars. Kind of overcompensating. Man looks like he's gargling a bunch of frozen turds in his mouth at all times. (laughs) Cigars do not look good in animation because they are the same shape and texture as shit. Literal feces. And, you know, people... I would make a shit-eating grin joke, but that's too literal. Of course, people bring up... You know, there's a lot wrong with it. Don't get me wrong, but... Or Sanji... Oh, and the four kids up is eating a lollipop. Okay, I expect a chef to be eating a lollipop. While also chefs do smoke. Smoking kills your tongue and kills your taste buds. But, uh, putting on a lollipop? That was fucking fine to me. I didn't care. Who cares? Yeah, that's that's really the point about it. It's like, okay. It's a this, bunch of who this, cares censorship. This thing happened in your childhood that when you are a child, you don't give a shit about. It's only now that people realize, oh, this thing existed that I grew up with. People are mad about it. Like, they were lied to, which technically they are. But it's like, why would you put in the effort for? I'm an editor, and I respect the shit out of this show for what they did and how they got around that stuff. It didn't always work, but it still is impressive to me. People scoff at the four kids dub and are like, ugh, they turned a teenage and adult show into something for kids. I look at it and excitedly and impressed, I'm like, they took a teenage and adult show and turned it into something for kids, and it kind of works. Into something for kids. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, Four Kids One Piece ended after Alabasta, and then they lost the license. They couldn't finance it anymore. Only six months later, Funimation came up on board. It's that's not a lot of time to be like, oh god, let's. I need more One Piece in my life, you know. And speaking of Funimation, apparently, what happened was. Four kids bought One Piece not expecting it to be as graphic, quote-unquote, as it was. So they just kind of went with it anyway. And so people were just like, why were they so persistent on it that they kept doing it? Only a few months ago, the Funimation Ishizoku reviewers controversy happened. Where Funimation, the pieces of shit that they are, bought Ishizoku reviewers, started dubbing it, and then once they realized what it was, dropped it, and not only did Funimation get a lot of shit for it, it also boosted the reputation of the show itself. So, you gotta respect 4Kids for 
seeing that they fucked up and still, like men, were like, yeah, sure, clearly this is not our wheelhouse, but let's make it our wheelhouse. Yeah, Funimation, the four kids had balls. Yeah. For example, they took a show, they took a show like Ultimate Muscle. I, there was actually a controversy because I was talking about Ultimate Muscle and some kids were watching and their parents saw the fucking men in tights and fucking big bulging muscles and fucking cod, cod piece level battle bulges. And they were like, this is a homoerotic show. <laughs> well, yeah, it's wrestling. Of course it's going to be kind of gay. Have you seen real wrestling? And have you seen show wrestling? Men in tights getting sweaty and grabbing each other and grappling on the floor. Yeah, that's pretty gay, bro. Now, the question is, should you watch the 4Kids version? Fuck no. It is only if you're doing it intentionally. You know, if you're doing a drinking game with friends, then go for it, you know? But besides that, watch whatever the fuck you want. Who cares? Anyway, I hope that tangent wasn't too distracting. We got Nami next. Well, actually, I mentioned Sanji. I was trying to transition. Oh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, sure. All right. For four kids, we have a David Moo, most famous for being Zelos from Slayer's Try and Panic from Yu-Gi-Oh! Dual Monsters, and Eric Vale, who is Tamura Tamura from My Hero Academia. <laughs> is that it? Oh, Kisumi Shigino, Shigino from uh, Free. Without food or water, the sea can be a mighty cruel mistress. I learned that the hard way. So, guy, if you want to starve, go ahead, but I recommend you swallow your pride and live to see another day. It's amazing how beautiful and cruel this ocean can be. How it's almost a death sentence to lose your food and water out here. How difficult it is to survive. I know what it means to go hungry because of the sea more than anyone. You can die for your pride if you want. But listen, if you eat and survive, won't that give you the opportunity to fight for pride truly worth having now and in the future? I mean, it's just obvious, isn't it? D d d audience, do you not understand immediately who the winner is here? It's four kids. Yeah, because if you think otherwise, you're cruising for a bruising. <laughs> People are going to be so mad at us. I, I personally like a New York chef on the open seas telling people that their uh, that their pasta's not al dente and you're gonna kick them in the teeth. Whoa, so <laughs> going flood and nuts over some lady. David Moo has more personality than Eric Vale's entire being in 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 the way that they're acting. Absolutely, I do believe that Funimation knew the reputation of Four Kids, and so. Just they tried, tried to, to cut. To they it. tried to fix everything, but instead they took a well. Uh, they, they they took a well running racehorse and they tranquilized it into nothing but a breeder. Exactly. Which you know oh, what? No. If you want that, then fine. But still, Lou is so fucking funny. To I love the voice so much, and Vale just puts me to sleep whenever I hear it. 
Yeah. And also, Sanji, canonically, is from the North Blue. Who the fuck knows? Maybe everyone in the North Blue in the One Piece universe sounds like they're from Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, America is... America is in the Northern Hemisphere. And New York is a port town with a lot of food culture. I mean, he's a greaseball on a ship with a bunch of other greaseball Italians. No, no, that's not me being racist. They're Italian chefs. Their ship is a Baroque ship. The Baroque ship is an Italian galleon. They are driving an Italian-designed ship. And they specialize in pasta. Even their hats are the hats of an Italian chef. Italian chefs have the really tall hats. French chefs have the fucking weird beret thing. And Japanese chefs, they have, um, um, and Chinese chefs too, they have bandanas. Which you're supposed to wear headwear so you as to not get hair in the food. But literally, they're a bunch of Italians. And with Sanji's Brooklyn accent, which is partially Italian... It makes sense. Yeah, it's not random. There, There is logic to it, definitely. It's like in Yu Yu Hakusho when they got to the Dark Tournament Saga and they started giving, like, they gave Jin the Wind Tamer. Everyone sounds like they're some fucking American. And then you got this Irish-sounding wind demon. And it is... Mwah. And then you have Chu, who's an Australian drinking demon. He literally gets drunk, shit-faced, and then he fucks you up. I would think that'd be a pretty cool Australian. Wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. And no one shits on that dub because it's perfect. Accent work, no matter how silly, if you add an accent to give a character a distinguished personality, that's perfectly fine. Also, it doesn't sound forced. No, it doesn't at all. It sounds natural. And I think that Moo is from New York in that area. He's also a bartender. Oh, yeah. After he retired from voice acting, he became a super successful bartender in New York. So, hats off to you, man. You made it big out. You made it big when you when you got when you got off the horse, you got on the elephant instead. Yeah, his name shouldn't. His last name, Moo, shouldn't represent cows. It should represent grapes or some shit. You know when you say something and you know this is not going to be a joke, and then you just say it anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Furry Holocaust. <laughs> Speaking of Furry Holocaust, you know when you say something and you know this is not going to be a joke, and then you just say it anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Furry Holocaust. <laughs> Speaking of Furry Holocaust... Nah, I'm kidding. Now we're gonna do Nami. For four kids, first ball up, we have Carrie Williams, who is a prominent voice actor. Originally having her start as Casey from Pokemon, the Electabuzz having trainer. I love her well, so much. Rebecca Hawkins from Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, Tiff from Kirby Right Back At You, and Jirachi from Jirachi Wishmaker, the movie. And for Funimation, we have Suzy Lucy Christian. One of my favorite is... voice actresses. 
Hestia from Is It Wrong to Pick a Girl in a Dungeon, Ochako from Boku no Hero Academia, My Nut Macadamia, Honey from Oron, and Yukari from Azumanga Daio. I don't live here. In fact, I don't even live in this town. Once Buggy and his pirates showed up, most everyone who lives here ran away. You're looting abandoned houses? Of course not. I rob pirates, not innocent people. This isn't my house. I'm just staying here for the time being. Everyone's left this town because of Captain Buggy. So you're just a petty thief. How rude. I only steal from people who deserve it. Pirates. So don't compare me to some scumbag petty thief. You know what? At face value, these two actually sound very identical. I'm gonna have to give it to I'm gonna have to give it to Carrie. She she doesn't drone out the lines. Ugh, I don't know. All I remember from Nami and Four Kids is just her screaming all the fucking time. And I can't help to be biased, but Lucy Christian for a while was one of my favorite VAs. And it's just the added bit of it that she is Nami is just, it's like, oh, cool. This VA who I really like is doing this character that's really cool. I love Lucy Christian. She's a great voice actress. I also like Carrie Williams. She's also a great voice actress. As Nami, I just like Carrie Williams. When I hear Lucy Christian say the lines, she sounds like she's trying to drone out as much as she can. But when I hear Carrie Williams, I hear actual peaks and valleys in the way that she's talking. Also, she's sassier. Because she can emphasize with her peaks, I only steal from pirates. Oh, okay. You I... get that sass. That razzmatazz. Yeah, and if Four Kids One Piece is one thing, it is sassy. One of my favorite lines is in the first episode where Alvita, this fat bitch of a pirate, berating Toby, the deckhand on her ship. And the idea is she's ugly and fat, but she wants people to think she's beautiful because she is a modern woman. And she was going, wasn't she going to eat a devil fruit to become, wasn't she going to eat a devil fruit to think it would make her beautiful? Which it did. Um, but while she was still fat and ugly, she was like, Kobe, who's the most attractive and beautiful pirate on the seas? And Kobe's, of course, is like, because he's a pussy, is like, oh, of course it's you, Elvita. In the Japanese, Luffy, who's there, just says, hey, who's this fat hag over there? In the four kids... She, he responds to Kobe by saying, when was your last eye exam? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I know. God, they fucking, they really tried. If there's one thing you could say about four kids, one piece, they tried. Your attitude is the pits. Just <laughs> cherry peach or apricot. <laughs> My point goes to Christian. My point goes to Carrie. Cool. Now we're getting to cool guys. Usopp. In the 4Kids dub, Jason Griffith, who is most well known for being Sonic from Sonic X. And Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Also Atticus Rhodes from Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. And on the other hand, we have Sunny Straight. Krillin. From Dragon Ball. And Lupin from Lupin the Third. A really good Lupin. Think twice before you invade here! Beware! I'm Captain Usopp, feared pirate and ruler of this village! My crew does whatever I say! You have no hope of victory! So abandon any plans you have of attacking this village! I have 80 million men! Ah! I am 
Usopp, leader of the invincible nation of pirates who reign over this island. You stand before a living legend, the most revered pirate who ever lived. I am the great Captain Usopp. Surely you know that plotting an attack on this island would mean certain death? My army of 80 million super mean pirate soldiers would squash you like bugs! You know, whenever I hear Sonny straight, I can't help but imagine that he was born in a factory designed to dub anime. You know? He just has that kind of voice where where it's just, of course this is what he does, you know? Yeah. Not saying that's a bad thing, per se. I mean, if you have a niche, then use it. Oh, no. Yeah, become the boss of your gym, my dude. So, Jason Griffith does play it very goofy. He play he hams it up Yeah, he, a lot. he hams it up, which, on surface level, I don't mind too much. I'm sure if I listen to it for a while, I might get annoyed. But Sunny Strait definitely has more balance with it. Usopp is just like, I'm an exuberant character. And Sonny Strafe makes Usopp, he has more emotion to it. There's a little bit more gruff in, in his voice to show that he's not entirely a goofy comical character. Which definitely He's not trying to be goofy. Yeah, exactly. He's just trying to make Usopp sound like a person. I can't vote on this one. I'm, st I'm, st I'm completely stuck between the two. Well, here's something that might shift the tides a little bit. And that is, Usopp got fucked in the 4Kids version. And Usopp is my favorite straw hat out of all of them. I think yours is Sanji, right? Yeah. Well, the thing about it is that Usopp is great because of his loyalty, you know? People don't like cowards because they're cowards. People like cowards because they will do brave things despite being a coward. And that is Usopp's thing. The fight against the Fishman... Usopp has one of the greatest moments in early One Piece, where he covers himself in one of his catch-up starts to make the fishman think that he's dead and bleeding on the ground. So Usopp is prepared to just walk away and say, sorry guys, I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm too weak, they were too strong for us. And then thinking of the rest of the Straw Hats and... The people who respect him back on his island. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done with this shit being a coward. If I don't fight with all I've got, then there's no reason why I should be out to sea with my friends. And it's one of my favorite moments in One Piece, and it's completely cut from the 4Kids version. Ouch. It is very, it is very sad. Even still, the fight doesn't make much sense anyway, because Usopp causes the fishman to get sprayed by alcohol so that he can light him on fire, engulf him in flames, which is awesome. But of course, because there's no alcohol in the four kids version, it doesn't make sense. It's like, why why is there juice? And then they could have ruined his lamp oil. Something. I don't I don't know. But but still that is that is one thing about I love Jason Griffith. He's one of my favorite Sonics before Ben Schwartz in the movie came out. But that is one of the things that I just cannot forgive about the 4Kids version, is just not giving Usopp the chance to shine like he should have been. So that's why I'm giving it to Funimation and Sunny Strait. Yeah, I, 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 politics aside, I don't, when it comes to voice actors, I don't put in politics of the show. 
or the production, I'm still stuck in between, so it's a tie for me. Well, if you had to pick, like, if you put a gun to your head. i take the bullet. I don't want to do ties with this shit. Okay, fine. This is the only tie, though. Tony, Speaking Tony, Speaking of chopper. getting tied. What? Getting tied. I was going to bring up Robin. You want to do Robin? Because. Sure. Yeah. Robin. Veronica Taylor in the Fork and Stuff. Traditionally, Sailor Pluto. Ash Ketchum. April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know there's... Yeah. Also, if, Botan from Yu Hakusho. Yeah, if any Great guys actress. know... For, if any guys know anime dubs and stuff like that, then you know Veronica Taylor. And then for Funimation, we have Stephanie Young. Rose Reginald from Space Dandy. Olivier from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's pretty much her biggest things, to my opinion. Okay... You've been running around like Chicken Little. I thought I'd help. I felt sorry for a little princess who'd take on all of Baroque works. What should I call you? A spoiled brat? Oh, right. You were just so serious about the whole thing that I couldn't help myself. A princess doing whatever it would take to help her country while making herself an enemy of Baroque works? The idea was just so... Ridiculous. <laughs> now, Robin was not in the Four Kids dub for very long. She joined the Straw Hats right after Alabasta, so there wasn't a lot of time to see her as a character besides being the villain Miss All Sunday with Baroque Works. But my god, fucking <laughs> that stupid southern accent. I love it. I like it too, but come the fuck on. It's night and day between Veronica Taylor and Stephanie Young. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't even it know if It really this... is night and day. I mean, I don't even know if this is true or not, but in Alabasta, Robin wears a cowboy hat, so people think, and it makes sense to think that four kids just, just thought, oh, she's probably Southern, let's give her a Southern accent. Well, here's the thing. A lot of the deserts that are famous in spaghetti westerns, a lot of them are north of Texas. There are a lot of deserts not in Texas. So, the whole west, it's not southern. She's western. Okay, I'm actually happy that it's western, because Robin is born in the West Blue. So, again, you don't, maybe? <laughs> maybe everyone... In the West Blue and One Piece just has a Western accent. Well, it is the most West part of the world before you go back East. Oh, God, I want to talk to whoever worked on this. I mean, localizer and editor for Four Kids One Piece, please come on the show. Again, though, please. Robin's problem is that she's barely in it, so she doesn't have she doesn't a have lot. Time to shine. Exactly. I mean, her biggest moment in CP9, which I know you haven't seen. So, do you know Robin's backstory? No. If I recall, it's been a while since I've watched the show. She essentially, when she was very young, she became a criminal because she was related to all these archaeologists by trade. And that's where she's from. She's from an archaeology island trying to figure out the... There's a point in time, I forget what it's called, in One Piece where 
no one knows what happened at all. And the only thing from that time are these giant monoliths with writing on them that no one can translate except for Robin and these people. And that's how, when she was very young, became a wanted girl. So, throughout her entire life, she has constantly run from people who discovered it. There is a scene, heartbreaking, where she's taken in by an old couple, and you can see her fully awake when these two adults think she's sleeping, and she's like, oh my god, this chick is worth Earth a lot. We better do something about this right now. It's, it's, it's so heartbreaking. So, Robin has this mentality of, you know, I'm worthless. I just want to die. It's only Luffy and the... Her worth is not... The worth that she feels is not made by herself. It's She's given worth by others. Exactly. So she, to herself, is worthless. Exactly. So, she's caught modern day and taken to NES Lobby in order to... I'm sorry if this is common knowledge for any One Piece fans who's probably going to watch this, but... I want to give context to everyone. I stopped after Skypea and I only saw a few bit of Thriller Bark. So I am completely ignorant to like most of the shit that you guys are passionate about because it's fucking dumb. All complaints, all complaints, all complaints and fan hate mail to the, uh, to, to, to that address. Yeah, the one that doesn't exist. Robin taking to Enya's lobby completely by her own free will-ish because she thinks she's worthless. It's only Luffy and the rest of the Straw Hats coming to rescue her that she realizes her value and people care about her. Where Luffy screams at Robin, tell me you want to live. And Robin responds, tears in her eyes to give everything that's happening, letting all of her emotions build up. I want to live. And Stephanie Young did that very well. Funimation. Four kids. And last but not least, we've got, honestly, the most fitting to end it. One Piece's mascot and another character I do love, Chopper. For four kids, we have Lisa Ortiz. The pro- the most famous thing that she's done is, obviously, Amy Rose. Amy Rose from Sonic X, Serenity Wheeler from Duel Monsters. And for those who really like the niche stuff, Maytel from Harlock Saga. Also Sabrina from Pokemon. Best Kanto leader. And then Sabrina Palencia. Minoru Mineta from My Hero Academia. Voice of Chaozu. Voice of Aya from Code Vein. Hollow from Spice and Wolf is a huge one. I really want to bring up that she voiced Peep, uh, Peep in me, but then a lot of people voiced Peep. <laughs> yeah. You probably saw that, you're like, oh, and, oh yeah, that's right. Me? A friend? And a pirate, too! Who says I want to be a stinking pirate anyway? And who says I want to have friends? You just shut up! I don't need thanks from you or any other low-life human! <laughs> don't mock me! Oh, never mind that, I'm just being silly. <laughs> no, seriously! Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily hate either one of these, per se. I mean, Ortiz is all nasal, but it's not insufferable. I like the four kids because 
Marina Palencia is screeching hurts my ears and make it, it makes my ear balls bleed. Yeah, me too. Again, also has more sass to it. Yeah, yeah. I do like that a lot. Funnily enough, we mentioned Funnily enough, I mentioned that Robin was hard for me to judge because Forkis didn't get very far in order to show her character really shine. Chopper becomes very useless later on in the show. Don't worry, he'll get his arc. I mean, even Sanji went from just being fun, haha, funny kick guy to I just roundhouse kicked a, a king of the a king of the sea, and now I have some damn good hockey. He just needs his moment. Yeah, I agree with you. With Palencia's just screeching, and it it does get annoying. No, um, bit of a whimper, but I'm giving it to Ortiz. Also, you know, Lisa Ortiz plays. This is a child. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Something about the four kids version that I do really respect, that little attention to detail, is Chopper's Bigfoot-looking human form. They actually, I don't know if they pitch down Ortiz's voice or they get another guy to do it, but the voice is completely different. Where it's the Funimation, they didn't bother with that. Granted, the Japanese didn't do that either, but I like that bit of attention to detail. Yeah, as as face level of oh, it's a bigger it's a bigger guy, so we need big man voice. Oh, it's a tiny dude. Let's give it let's give it to a girl. Yeah, it's like it's like a lesser version of that cliche where when two characters switch bodies but their voice goes with them. I hate that shit. Which four kids would do that and then they would sound the same, just there'd be a dialect difference. What do you mean? Like, for example, if Amy Rose and Rouge switched bodies in 4Kids dub, Rouge and Amy's body would be Amy's voice, but more seductive. And then in Rouge, Amy and Rouge's body would be Rouge's voice, but a lot more childish and bitchy. I feel like that's still kind of the same thing. It still, it still kind of bothers me. I like when... Well, no. No, no, no. The voice would stay the same. Oh, it doesn't the voice switch would stay with the same. It, no, it doesn't switch when they switch. But the mannerisms and the way that they speak would, that's how four kids would do it. Funimation would do, hey, why do you sound like this? Hey, why do you sound like that? Maybe it's the autism in me, but I don't get why people don't take that into account, you know? Like, there's one jackass who, I understand that for a kid show, it makes it less confusing, but, but just going back to it, I just think it's a little bit less intelligent of a show when that happens, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm giving it to four kids. four kids. And winner by a large run. Four Kids has 11, and Funimation, oh, it's so close. It it was so, so, it's four. Funimation got four points. Oh, <laughs> uh, again, I want fire, you know? I, I just want people to get, be mad. <laughs> No, no, I, 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 as much as I am also shitposting right now, I am also very sincere about liking the four kids dub. Same here. Because people fault voice act, people fault the voice acting. The voice actors are amazing. Yeah, they're it's good. It's the writing that's bad. Yeah, and I still the like the writing. The writing is different, but four kids doesn't write the fucking shows. Four kids doesn't write the shows. Neither does Funimation. The mangaka writes the shows! Yeah, but I think they add in all the extra, like, the puns and shit. But that's what I like! 
Your attitude's the your attitude is the pits. Cherry, peach, or apricot. One of my favorites. I don't know if this will translate well into a podcast, but <laughs> Sanji can barely breathe. He's swimming up to the surface, and he's like, "Air, air, oxygen, air." Because <laughs> they don't. Because you don't on a car- on a cartoon show, you don't want dead air. Yeah. So yeah, no. When someone's drowning and they're sw- like, I-, I need to get to the surface. Air, 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 oxygen, air. Exactly. It's a natural mindset. That's fucking hilarious. There's intelligence and it's One Piece. It. One Piece is supposed to be fucking funny. Because when it's funny, it's naturally funny. But when it has its serious moments, the serious moments stand out. I think One Piece could be serious. It's not- like that Usopp scene and the Robin scenes are no, I'm fantastic. Saying, One Piece's serious moments are few and far between because it doesn't want to outstay its welcome. Yeah, it knows exactly what it is. It's it's a goofy, oddball show. Like when Sanji gets the fucking um, uh, Super Sentai transformation. It's supposed to be this badass, cool moment, but everyone's like, Nah, that superhero name is lame. Why are you being lame? No, no, you're still this one super guy from the one thing that we all like. But I'm not that guy! Yes, you are! You're wearing his suit! <laughs> uh, one of these days I'm gonna catch up to it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, poor kids wins by a landslide. Almost! Actually, no, never mind. If you count my draw on the Usopp's, if you count my draw, that would be one point to each. Yeah, I was the only one who gave Funimation a chance. <laughs> Mind you, I love the I love the Funimation cast. I love Funimation actors. Yeah, the dub's just, good. They don't fit the roles very well. Yeah, the dub's good, but they just played it so so safe. safe. Because I think they, you you thought the same fucking thing, and we almost said it at the same fucking time. Yeah, because clearly they knew about the four kids version. There's no way they couldn't. And they just played it completely safe throughout the whole... They were afraid of... They were afraid of tainting One Piece, I guess. But still, you have all of these options. You have the subtitles. You have the manga. Both of which come out every single week, which some anime do not get that benefit... And you had the Funimation... Berserk will will go months to years without updates. Well, I'm talking about fan translations and shit. I know. Oh, that's... Fucking... Fucking A, man. Um, No, yeah, because Kentaro Miura doesn't actually produce monthlies. He produces basically, like, tri-monthly. You know what? If you're a dub guy, I'm not personally. Watch the Funimation. I don't care. You know? But stop acting like... Four Kids Four is, kids the, is the, the worst. Devil. Yeah, Four Kids is not the devil. One Piece is not the worst dub of all time. You know? No, if you want the worst dub of all time, we can cover the Singapore Odex One Piece. Oh, yeah, that is actually complete <laughs> garbage. Woo! You want shit? You think Four Kids is bad? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and if you think we're bad too, tell us how much you hate us by going to our social medias at whatever slash the voice cast. And then if you want to listen to the audio only version of this, check that out. 
at all your favorite podcast platforms at anchor.fm slash voicecasters. Give us the plug. I've been Justin. This is Will. And we will see you guys next time. Ciao for now. Peace out. Thank you.